0: to Vision Sunday and you go well shouldn't we be doing that at the beginning of the year no we do it now while we've still got your attention I think rather than waiting to come back in February and then trying to go hey and we will remind and reseed as we go into 2023 take a deep breath that came quickly didn't it And uh, but it's just to share some things. It's obviously not to share everything. Uh, If you haven't come along to one of the next steps or the welcome lunch, uh, that'll fill you in a lot more of what we do, why we do it, key themes, and all of that, and priorities and that. But this is just to kind of give you a sense of what we're going to be emphasising in 2023. We don't change our vision every year, but what's going to be emphasised, highlighted, and the team is going to help me do that. And I'll also be sharing our theme and the verse for 2023. But I just thought it would be worthwhile just taking a big picture look at this year. Uh, This time last year, we were just coming out of a lockdown, and we were locked out of our building for another six weeks while they fixed the roof with rain and all the rest of it. And so really, it was only into the new year that we got a bit of momentum back again. And it's been a year of restoring things, and it would take way too long to go through everything that's happened, and that's not the purpose of it. But I want to give a shout out to a few things, or just highlight a few things. Canberra City Care, they've established the cafe down there that's buzzing the numbers of people coming to get help sadly has increased but thankfully we've been able to help more people and this year on target to have 400 or more hampers of which you've contributed along the way Our attendance face-to-face has slowly been growing back. And between this campus, the City Hub, which was great to relaunch that again this year, and the PM service, we've got about 420 adults back face-to-face. And that's pretty exciting. Our online campus continues to be strong and it's complicated on how you measure who's who in the zoo there sorry, online campus, I'm not referring to in a derogatory. I'm talking more about we're looking at the stats. But we get off for YouTube alone about 220 views a week. And the difficulty there is how long did they stay on? But it's a consistent number around that, sometimes highlight when Pastor Rebecca or somebody else preaches, it goes way up. Um, <coughs> Kids Life has had an amazing time. And as you heard with Sammy Lilly, last Sunday they had overnight, kids uh, in Kids Life between here and the City Hub, where we launched a kids program just a few weeks ago, about six, seven weeks ago or less. The other one that I'm really excited about is that uh, youth, which took a pounding through COVID and started with a baseline of around 12, and they're s- sitting around 60 in attendance, which is not too bad for a year of restoring, and Danny and Skye and their team are doing a wonderful job there. And like I said, I'm not trying to go through every area of the church. There was just a few big picture things. Again, I want to give a shout out to all the teams that serve, that welcome, that do everything, uh, lead life groups, all of that stuff. And our tech teams that continue to just make stuff happen for us. So it's been a good year. And I think it would be just good to take a moment and just thank God for His goodness. Can we do that? Just give the Lord a clap offering. (laughs) Very good. So we don't, the the, the team here, and I'm not just talking about the team on platform here. I do have affection for one of them in particular, Um, but (laughs) the teams right across do amazing things. And I'm gonna ask this group just to share a few things. If you don't know, our church is divided into key streams that emphasise different things and sort of have some things in common and you're welcome lunch and next steps will help you understand that. But I've asked them to speak to three things and they're not going to go through every category on all three things they've done it on paper but the three big areas that in different ways they'll be speaking to is what's your entrepreneurial vision in other words what new things do you want to initiate out of your key areas that's where you're going to take steps of faith as for us as a church. Secondly, what's the organisational vision? Looking at what we do, how are we gonna do that better in 2023 and seek to improve everything? And that's a constant in this church, looking at stuff, can we improve it? Oh, we got it wrong there, we can make it better there, etc. So entrepreneurial vision, things we're gonna start. <coughs> organisational vision, um, how do we make things better? And, and with the structure, serving the people, not the other way around. And then what's the people vision? And what I mean by that, seeing potential in others, but maybe they don't even see in themselves because Jesus was brilliant at that. at seeing potential in people that they didn't even see themselves. And so how are we gonna grow more people into what God has called them into so those are the three big things that this team is now going to speak to and so lean in and the very lovely Linda who is popping today in her green jacket uh, is gonna speak
1: (laughs) good morning good morning and good morning to our online campus also. Well, I'm over Sunday services. And uh, for some of you, sometimes you hear it a lot. We talk about Belconnen campus. Then we say city hub. And I know a lot of people have said, why is it a hub? You know, why are we a campus? Why are they a hub? And you just when COVID was starting or we were on the way back from COVID, you remember that uh, we were looking at homes and hubs and we'd looking at all different ways that people could connect. And so we got to the point where that if we started different hubs, so say if we had a different, different smaller group, groups of anything from under 100, say up in the Gangalan area, we might have one there, one there, one there. And once they got to 100 consistently uh, across all of them, we'd merge the hubs and make a campus. And so the city hub has been sitting over the year. It's been growing, which has been great, and it's gone anything from 40 up to 80. And that, but uh, our sort of limit is sitting on the 100 mark. And so when we have consistently 100 in any hub, then we'll look to be calling it a campus. And that's so, uh, you may not be thrilled with that but that's why we call it what we do and that's so one of the things that we do want to see uh, for 2023 is more worship nights and perhaps in the PM and perhaps some in the morning and just where we can come and just worship. We're not on, we don't have a lot of other things that we that are good that we might put into the, a normal service, but we can just worship and get to know God and just get lost in His presence. And so we want to be able to do that. We also want to be having more prayer nights. I'm big Big and passionate about prayer and nights where we can just come together and really pray as a church body together and pray for different things. So we're looking to have a few more of those in the years. And during the year, we want continued ministry times in the services with a real emphasis on seeing the supernatural release, to see breakthrough and miracles happen. We've had so, we have two prophecies already about unusual miracles and unexpected favour. And then when Pastor Steve and Sally uh, were here recent couple of weekends, ago Again, he was on about the supernatural, specifically at the night, about pressing on and pressing in, and just not waiting back and hoping God does a supernatural, but really pressing in about it and putting times aside for it. And so we want to be able to do that. And uh, in Second Kings chapter four, it talks about Elisha and uh, the Shunammite woman had the son that she proph- that she proph- prophesied that she would have, which she wasn't expecting at all. Then she has it, and then he dies, and how. Elisha comes and first he sends his servant and says, just lay my staff on her. And so he does and nothing had happened. So then he comes and then he lays his whole body mouth to mouth, breath to breath, everything over the child. And he still doesn't come to life, totally. And so He does it again. So that's three different moves to get the miracle, but He's resurrected from the dead. And I just see it, and I don't understand, well, God, God, why didn't you heal Him the first time? All I know is if we keep pressing in, we will see the supernatural, we will see the miraculous. And I am passionate about seeing that happen in people's lives. Also in line with, we have many people in our church that have really pressing healing they need healing. They're desperate for healing. And so on the 15th, Sunday, the 15th of January, uh, we're having a service here. It'll be combined services because the 8th and the 15th of January we'll be having combined services here. Our City Hub and our on campus together here. And you can be watching online also. But we have a very anointed person with a healing ministry coming in, and his name is Pastor Daniel Bates. Not particularly confused with Danny L. Bates, and I keep going to send the wrong person the wrong text, but Pastor Daniel Bates, he'll be coming in and he has a very anointed healing ministry, and we're going to have our morning service and our night service, and we want to allow plenty of time for the supernatural to happen, so that's going to be great. Uh, we want to see increased teams, being uh, people getting more involved so that we can have more Hubs. We're looking at different areas, whether we go up Gungarland Way, we go out Denman Prospect Way. We're just looking at it because you can see this morning, we're pretty full and we need to look at whether we're going to do another 11am service here, what we're doing. But just know it is very much on our radar and we're looking to the best way to do it, how we can grow our teams, not exhaust the teams we've got and how we can grow them. So can I just say, if you're not serving, get with the program. Okay, I'd nicely say this. Okay, God is... That's one of the things God is as quick dust to do is to serve. And so if you're not on a serve team, we don't want to put you on every week. But please, let's get involved. Let's see God's kingdom advance and his plans and purposes outwork through us. Uh, there's other areas with a Sunday service that a lot of the other team will speak to. I don't need to speak to every area in a Sunday service and that, but they will speak to it. With life women, we want to continue to see an awareness of what's happening around us with our life women. We want to see them grow and have a good impact with those in their community and also that our women feel welcome and they feel connected. Um, we want our girls to come from, uh, as they get to know God and they and they grow in God, to come from a position of strength in everything they do. We want to be seeing our women in life groups and and just getting connected and growing in God. So that's for 2022. And also with Life Missions, uh, we've got a team that's going to be going overseas into Vietnam at the end of June. So that's going to be great. And also just to get that continue update from our uh, field workers overseas. And we are just so thankful for your generosity and your heart for missions. And we want to see that continue to grow. So that's all from me. And I'm going to hand it over to Brian Maxwell.
2: Thank you, Pastor Linda. It's great to see all your wonderful smiling faces today. Um, Just to make you aware, I look after, oversee four areas being creative arts, pastoral care, next steps and life groups. We'll start off with Creative Arts. Do you know in 2022, Creative Arts is made up of 71 incredible individuals who are uh, gifted and talented in the areas of music, visual media, audio production, and video broadcast who volunteer every Sunday across three services, but also as on top of that, they do events like Christmas, Easter, Life Women Life Men. And it's such a joy to see, especially as we've progressed through 22, how they've continued to do that and do that well. I'm certainly thankful and very privileged that I, I get to, to lead that team, but yeah, they, they do a wonderful job. But thinking beyond that, in 2023, as well as doing our Sunday services and also events as well, what can we do beyond just what happens on Sunday that can build faith, but also build up the house of God? So as already mentioned by Pastor Linda, we want to put the things in place so we can have midweek worship services so we can linger longer in the presence of God and do what has been prophesied in our church and give that time and space with that using the, this, the creative arts and skills that our team has. But beyond that, we're looking at creating digital content, whether by music or word, that we can um, um, upload via our website, on social media, also YouTube, utilising the expertise that we have. And we can certainly do something that's incredible and way beyond what um, um, in the world can do from my point of view. Also, and really something that's dear to my heart, is that we want to write and produce our own songs that speak of the goodness of God, of what He's doing in our church and also in Canberra. And we've certainly got the musicians and singers to do that. So I'm excited for what's going to come from that. But probably most importantly to Creative Arts, we want to train up and disciple the next generation of creative art, worship leaders, vocalists, musicians and production leaders to give them the tools and the knowledge they need so they can succeed in what God has called them to do. But beyond that, they can take our church where it is today and and really shoot for the future. You know, there's incredible things and we just want to do what we can to build up for the next generation. Pastoral care, led by uh, the incredible pastor Richard Bevan in conjunction with 14 gifted pastoral care volunteers and also working with Canberra City Care. We provide both spiritual, practical health and support for those in most need in our church community. Did you know in 2022, we had 470 prayer requests? From that, we had 176 pastoral care contacts come through through to us, whether they be via phone or via website or in person. And from that, we were able to give out over 50 pastoral care packages, where they be new baby packs, emergency meals and grocery packs for that. And it was such an outstanding work to see how God moved through that while we helped our church community through the network and our pastoral care volunteers. So in 2023, we wanna continue to build on that and and see what we can do both directly and indirectly through uh, the pastoral care team. So... In 2023, we want to continue to train up and upskill our pastoral care team, but a, a, a big focus for around early intervention. So with courses like Circuit Breaker and also the Mental Health First Aid Training course. Moving on to Next Steps. We have 12 incredible volunteers serving in Next Steps across all Sunday services and locations. You know, to me, Next Steps team is the connection point for those who are new to life you see and all we, what we want to call is God's guess, But also, it, it's looking to connect people who are on their journey of faith. What is their next step? So and how we can help them, whether they want to start a, uh, serve on team, do a course through live college, whatever it is, we wanna help them on their journey and be able to link them into our community, but also link them up to the pathway, pathways of discipleship. So we want to, Continue to grow our team and also continue to build up what, 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 uh, our welcome lunches and also our next step lunches as well, which is a, a, a great starting point if you're looking to get connected in. And on my last one, life groups. We have 30 incredible life groups and led by outstanding men and women of God who have such a heart for people. Do you know that we have about 377 people that gather in a life group across Canberra? Seven days a week, I like to call it the seven day church. Life group is a place for connection and care, but also a pathway for discipleship as well. So in 2023, we wanna encourage more people to be in a life group, but also increase the number of life group and life group leaders, but also working with um, Danielle and and train up our life group leaders. We want them to succeed well and succeed in leading, leading a life group. Also, we wanna improve the processes on how we can better connect people to a life group that best suits their uh, circumstance and situation. So there's a lot of things there. And as you see the year uh, come to pass, we're very excited for what we can do, but also, also more excited about how God's gonna, what work that God's gonna do in our house. Thank you. And I'll pass it on to Pastor Rebecca.
3: Thank you, Brian. Well, good morning. I have the privilege of looking after our generational ministries. And so this involves Kids Life, which was led by Sammy Lilly this year. Young Rising, led by Danny and Sky Gwyn. We have Young Adults, led by Emily and Arlo Hook. The Collective, which is overseen by Noel Thalakin and Sala Hallock. We have Best Gen with the awesome Phil and Eva Granger, which are here. And of course, we have Red Frogs, led by Joey. Stevens, And so our heart is to continue to see all the generations connect to Christ, His cause and community. And so there are a number of new initiatives that we are starting in 2024. We are looking at having a quiet space in our kids' life, So this is a space for children with additional needs to be able to be. It'll have dim lighting and sensory and tactile activities for them, which we're really excited for. Kids' Life will also be partnering with Canberra City Care. As a form of community outreach through Christmas hampers and an on site program. For Young Rising, so all our teenagers, we will be starting youth. Alpha, which is going to be awesome, as well as our students will be using their ESV journals. And so what they are is that they are journals with Scripture on one side and notes on the other. So they're not on their phone 24-7, but they are in the Word of God. And next year, they'll be going through the Gospels beginning with the Gospel of Luke. Uh, Our young adults will be focusing on intergenerational connections. So looking at discipleship and mentor relationships with people outside of the young adult age bracket and so Best Gen will play a part in this as well. As well as our young adults will be partnering with Young Rising to facilitate a Year 12 graduation, which means that we will honour our Year 12 students, that they will receive prayer and prophetic words and they'll be welcomed into the young adult ministry. And so we are already doing this with our Year 6s, which you would have heard this morning, and we are just passionate about our kids and our teenagers, even our young adults, and just transitioning between between the generations. The Collective currently hosts Coffee with the Collective at the City Hub. We have seen so many people connect into community this way. So next year, they'll be launching Coffee with the Collective in Belconnen after our AM services. They are also looking at hosting young family gatherings to engage the young families of our church, including Jackson and myself and our baby boy, Archer. For our Best Gen ministry, they will be officially launching the Big Blue Table in October. This is an annual dinner partnered with Beyond Blue to raise awareness for mental health. Best Gen will also be partnering with Red Frogs, as our young adults already do, uh, to support the university students here in Canberra. And so Red Frogs really is our generation's outreach. And I don't know if you even saw in the news recently, Andy Goulet, who looks after Red Frogs, was in the ABC News about just the good things that they are doing to support our university students. There are also certain areas that we are planning to develop for generations. So Kids Life would love to continue to support parents as they disciple their children. And so every parent will have access to the Parent Q app, which will allow uh, the parents to be able to see the Kids Life curriculum, not only on the weekend, but all throughout the week as well to help disciple them. Um, our youth will continue to focus on safe spaces with every leader and every team member completing care and protection training. Um, The Young Adults Ministry will be creating more opportunities for young adults to serve and utilise their gifts and skills, enabling them not only to feel a part of a community, but a part of a team as well, as Pastor Linda mentioned earlier. And we'd also love to see our young adults connect with other young adult ministries in Canberra. And of course, we have such a heart to see people, each of the generations continue to grow and develop. And so some of the ways in which we will be doing this is by focusing on life groups. This is where discipleship happens. So if you are not in a life group, we encourage you to connect into one. Even our youth ministry, Young Rising, are doing life groups every Friday night where they are breaking off into this sort of age appropriate group. And they are learning to study the Word of God and how to read the Bible. Uh, the collective ministry have been doing combined life group nights, and so this is once a quarter all of the collective life groups will come together and focus on a particular topic that is relevant to their stage of life, so whether that's emotional health or evangelism in the workplace, and we've just seen so much fruit come from that. Our ministries will also continue to develop and partner with Next Steps, so Kids Life will be creating a Next Steps plan to help develop in their faith, and we would like Love to see nothing more than our kids get baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, using the gifts of the Spirit, and being able to grow in the call on their life. And if I could just add in, we are looking for a kids' ministry leader. And can I encourage you, God loves his children. That is why he calls us children. There is something about childlike faith. And if there is an attack on a generation right now, it is our kids. It's an attack on their identity, and we want to protect them and we want to champion them. And so if that is is something in your heart, I believe God will speak to you about it. Come and chat to me because we would just love to see our kids' ministry continue to thrive. Um, our young adults' ministry and the collective will also be focusing on next steps with a particular emphasis on the leadership development course. You know, this generation in particular, our church, there is so much leadership potential. We have incredible leaders in our church and we are passionate about raising more up to see them step in to the plans and purpose of God, And our Best Gen ministry will continue to have a community focus in their gatherings. You know, Best Gen are passionate, not just about going to church, but being the church and intentionally serving and ministering into our local community. And so overall, I am blown away by what God has done in our generations, but I am so excited to see all that He's going to do next year for the Word of God says, The Lord is good, His unfailing love endures forever, and His faithfulness continues to each generation. So praise the Lord for that, and I will welcome Daddy.
4: Thank you, Rebecca. All right. Uh, Linda mentioned earlier that there are four, a number of streams that we have here. The stream that I oversee is Grow, and really the theme verse that that drives me is Colossians 1 where it says, So we continue to tell people about Christ. We use all wisdom to counsel and to teach every person. We are trying to bring everyone before God as people who have grown to be spiritually mature in Christ. And the thing that I would like to encourage everyone, and it's been mentioned a couple of the times this morning, if you come along to church regularly or watch online regularly and you're not going to a life group, serving, or attending a course of some sort, I would encourage you next year to challenge yourself to choose one of those three things at least to, to have a go at. doesn't mean you have to do it all year. If you decide to do Alpha Crucis or a parenting course or anything like that, um, you might decide to commit just to one term. But if you haven't been doing any of those things, it's a great way to meet people and to develop and grow deeper in your faith. So that would be my encouragement to everyone uh, to consider challenging yourself in the new year to step into one of those areas. Life group, uh, a course or serving. All right. The the thing that I would like to say for the starting new things or the entrepreneurial vision is that we are in the process of developing a spiritual disciplines course for next year. Um, Some of you will have heard of Alpha. Hopefully most of you have heard of Alpha. If you haven't done the Alpha course before, that is a great great first step just to really know the foundations of your faith. You don't have to be a brand new Christian to go along to that course. Um, Anyone can do it. I did it for the first time last year and it was just really good to just Um, helps me um, really know what I believe and why I believe it and be able to explain that to others. It's a great opportunity to ask questions as well. The other thing that I noticed, though, was that after the Alpha course, there wasn't anything really for new Christians to step into after that that would really uh, strengthen their faith and give them confidence. And so at the moment, we're looking at that Spiritual Disciplines course that will just spend some time looking at prayer, uh, Bible reading, a whole range of different things, meditating, uh, all those kinds of things, just to help you uh, develop the spiritual disciplines that make up our faith. Uh, We're also looking at possibly um, setting up a promise principles uh, Bible reading thing to encourage all of us in our Bible reading and encouraging us to meet with someone else to read the Bible. And it's not about reading large amounts of Scripture. It's about just taking a small passage and really focusing on that for the week, sharing what God's telling you about that passage with someone else. So keep an eye out for that also next year. In making things better, We are wanting to keep improving. Something we've been doing this year is the communications that happen between Canberra City Care and Life UC in terms of um, when people register to use the services at Canberra City Care, um, they indicate whether they want information on courses, on on activities that are happening, on service times, things like that. So what we're trying to do is really encourage the people who just come in to use our food pantry to somehow connect with what's going on with us as a church so that it's not two separate things but we're getting a a better and better connection between those two different uh, facets of what we do here. Um, We also, you might have received in the last week or two, received an email reminding you of your WWVP card status or asking you to complete a care and protection course. Um, We've just worked out some new ways to make that a smoother process and hopefully as we go into the new year, that's something that we want to see improve. If you are serving in any area of church life, I just encourage you, please help us do this well. Um, We want to do the right thing by the people who come into our services, who come into Canberra City Care, and make sure that we are meeting the requirements that the government also asks of us. Uh, We also, as already been mentioned, have our Welcome and Next Steps Lunch. And next year, I'm going to be asking someone from each of the generations to come along to that uh, each month so that we have someone representing each of the age groups across the church. What we find is that we have people of all different age groups, either at this campus or at the City Hub, who come along. And it's great to have someone at those Welcome and Next Steps Lunch to actually connect with them and help them meet other people. Uh, It really works so much better when they have someone other than the person running the lunch who they can then connect with and can help them come along to the services and, and get involved in life groups and things like that. Uh, Brian already mentioned that we're looking at re-establishing a life group leader training next year. If you are in a life group but you would like to step out, if your life group's getting very big and you want to go into two life groups and you have someone who's coming up there and would like to be developed as a leader, uh, we're looking at how we can provide that Uh, Support and training next year. Or if you're not in a life group but you would love to start one, um, that's another opportunity. So keep your ear out for that one in the new year so that you can feel equipped and ready to take on that opportunity. Um, And also, let me just see, uh, that we have a leadership development program that we are running and internship. So those people I mentioned earlier, if you want to develop as a leader um, in the area that you're in or if you have someone in your area that you think is really growing and developing as a leader, we want to support you, so we provide activities from brand new pre-believers, new believers, right through to people who are wanting to develop as leaders in the church. So that is what we do, and we want to see everyone grow in 2023. So set that challenge for yourself. Find some way to get involved, meet people, get connected, serve, and grow in your faith. I'll hand over to Pastor Sean.
1: Thank you,
0: before I share the key verse and theme for 2023 and just expand on it briefly, I just want to mention our online campus. And, and uh, a lot of churches that I'm aware of, obviously, uh, serve as the national secretary of a movement over a thousand churches. Some have just shut it down in order to force people back into auditoriums. And on occasions, I've been tempted. <laughs> but I actually believe with all our number one we've invested a whole lot of financing to it and but the church online is one of the biggest front doors ever offered to the church in history. And previously, people used to check out a website to see if they wanted to come along to the church. Now they do that and they watch an online service. And we've had numbers of people saying, we watched you and we loved it and we've come along. And we believe there's a thing there. The second thing, it actually adds another service, another auditorium, as it were, in this digital space where people who call Life You See Home can engage during the week if they weren't able to come on Sunday day, or because they are not close to our church geographically, but they still feel connected to it, want to be a part of it, or they're travelling, or they're sick, or some other reason, they can still be a part of life, you see. So I think it's something well worth investing in, continuing to develop, and we're going to start adding teaching segments and a whole lot of other things that life groups can use, other people can use uh, in this coming year, and just have a library, as it were, a digital library of teaching, of messaging of inspiration of those kinds of things. So I just thought I'd mention that. And as I said, just on YouTube alone, we've got about 220 views a week. And then there's also the live streaming and other things. So it's an exciting space to be in. Amen. Mm -hmm. So the key verse and we choose a key verse as we pray about it and feel what the Lord's saying to us for the coming year and out of it draw out a theme and we actually encourage you to do that individually but I'll speak to that some other time in the next few weeks but our key verses for this coming year is from Mark's gospel chapter 3 verse 13 through 15 Jesus went up a mountainside whenever you read about something significant happening on a mountain it's usually something new something fresh, something revelation that God is about to do something significant, the Ten Commandments were issued on a mountaintop the the Sermon on the Mount that replaces them as it were is given from a mountaintop and this is another significant moment Jesus went up the mountain, it also thins out who's actually really committed when you start climbing mountains, but that's another Thought. Jesus went up on a mountain and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. Called to him those he wanted, and they responded. He appointed 12 that they might be with him, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out and to have authority and it speaks to the areas there and so our theme is going to be drawn from that of knowing Jesus, growing in Christ and then going out and sowing into our world, the, the, the places where God has placed each and every one of you with a sense of confidence and purpose, so knowing growing, sowing but I want to just draw out a few simple thoughts from this passage he appointed 12 that they might be with him. The word appointed is incredibly powerful. Our English translations say appointed, but literally in the Greek, it means he made or created the 12. So yeah, there's a sense of appointing, but it means literally he made and created the 12. It's one thing to select from something that's already there. It's another thing when Jesus says, I'm about to make something brand new with these people. I'm gonna shape them and mold them and make them into is something where they will be my messengers out into the world and the word that mark uses is the same word that is found in genesis 1 and verse 1 in the greek translation of the old testament the septuagint in the beginning god made so the word he appointed he made is the same as when god made the heavens and the earth is making disciples, a new creation, something extraordinary. And God wants to make you and I into all that we can be as followers of Him. And discipleship doesn't consist of what we can do with Christ. It begins with who Christ makes us and what He does in us. The second thing, He appointed them to be with Him, that they might be with Him. And we feel for this coming year, encouraging every one of us to lean into our relationship with Jesus, with with His Bible reading, devotional thing, meditating on the Word of God, being in God's presence. You heard with extra worship services, different things, but also your personal discipline in that area. Not legalism. But just a commitment to say, Jesus, I really want to know you. That simple phrase, to be with Him, has atomic significance in the Gospel of Mark. It's not just, oh, I sign up to a, a set of beliefs. No, I'm encountering the person of Jesus, the resurrected, glorified, ascended Christ who rules and reigns. I want to be with Him. And discipleship is a relationship before it is a task. It is a relationship before it is a task. And the first job of any disciple is just to hang out with Jesus and learn with Him. Hence He says, I will be with you wherever you go. And sometimes we just need to say, God, you promised it. Make me aware of it, that you're with me. I want to be with you in this situation One of the most important steps that you can take in a discipleship journey is just being with Jesus. And Jesus, Max Licato said, loves to be with the ones He loves. I love that phrase. He loves to be with the ones He loves. Jesus said in John 17 verse 3, Now this is eternal life. A whole lot of theology, doctrine and religious observances gone very quiet in here no it does not say that it says now this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent and that word know involves all sorts of intimacy and knowledge and relationship significance so he appoints makes you he wants you to be with him and then Jesus wants to send you out, give you a sense of mission and purpose. And we've just finished a series on purpose divine, that sense of prophetic purpose in each one of our lives. He wanted them to be with him so that he could send them out. And that's the second part of this Call, there's been called to be with Jesus, sent out with a specific purpose. Part of the Great Commission, as it's rendered in Mark's Gospel, is going to all the world. And the world there means every part of society, both geographically and people groups. And for you to have a sense wherever you go, I'm on mission. I'm here to represent Jesus. We're not talking about Bible bashing people, but just wherever you go, look for the opportunities, look for the, 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 the moments where you can pray for somebody, encourage somebody, speak something in Jesus' name. Jesus didn't say about the Great Commission, look, if you're in the mood for it, if you can fit it into your busy schedule... Please do me a personal favor. (laughs) Would you consider being a disciple that lives sent, commissioned? He just commanded us to go into all the world. Harry A. Ironside, a great preacher from the 18th century, said, Interest in Christ's mission, mission is not an elective in God's university of grace, it is something in which every disciple is expected to major. But this all started with Jesus called people to be with Him. And if you name the name of Jesus, you need to understand you are called. You are called. He called to Him those He wanted and they came to Him. And you look at it, Jesus called imperfect people. I love that the Gospels don't hide the mistakes that the disciples made that the New Testament is largely written to fix the mistakes that the church made. We talk about the New Testament church. It was dynamic. It was supernatural. But it was chaotic. It needed to be sorted sometimes. And we sometimes disqualify ourselves personally and maybe even as larger groups. Well, we haven't got it all together. We don't have to have it all together. He knows how imperfect we are. And that's why He wants you and I to live in that sense. I am with you. Just be willing. Just say yes to the call. The challenge to us is, are we living called? Paul, in Ephesians 4 and verse 1, and he's writing to the whole church. He's not just writing to the pastoral team or some elite group. He's writing to the whole church, says this. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg that you lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. And so I pose the question again, are you living as a called person if you name the name of Jesus? Moses and Jeremiah, amongst many others, when called by God, argued with God how ill-equipped they were only to find him completely unimpressed. In fact, when Moses brought his third or fourth excuse why he couldn't do it, it says the anger of the Lord burned against him. God said, would you just stop it? I know all of that, but I'm calling you anyway. And perhaps that's a prophetic word to some, where you want to respond, but you feel you're you're struggling with stuff. God says, I know, but I want you to respond. It's actually in the responding that God begins to work many things out in your life. I love the, the words by which God called Jeremiah. His excuse was that he was too young. I can no longer use that excuse. But what excuse would you put in there? Jeremiah was that he was too young. And God says, would you stop at Jeremiah? Listen to these words. Jeremiah 1 verse 4. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you. There's that word appoint again. As a prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I'm speaking this over all of our lives. I set you apart for my divine purpose and I appointed you. Now for Jeremiah, it was as a prophet to the nations. And that term, I appointed you, we see in Mark's gospel, it actually means I'm going to make you, I'm going to shape you. Yeah, I'm appointing you, but I'm in that going to make and shape you. In Jeremiah, the word here, that sounds very prestigious. Appointed as a prophet to the nations until you read the absolutely chaotic situation he was called into. And in fact, at one time, he says to God, you led me like a sacrificial lamb into this calling. He actually uses that phrase. It's not what I thought. But I stumbled on something that to me is even more astounding, perhaps, in the way we would read that is the word for a point is the Hebrew word Nathan. Hence Nathan is called in that way, appointed. And it's used about 1,226 times in the Old Testament. And over a thousand times it is not translated a point. It is translated give, gave, or given. Read that verse again. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. And I gave you away to the nations. Or Jeremiah, stop fussing. It's a done deal. I've already given you away to the nations. And in a sense, that's the call of us as followers of Jesus. Jesus. We are called to Him to be sent out, to be given away. Eugene Peterson says, God gives. He's generous. He's lavishly generous. Before Jeremiah ever got it together, he'd been given away. And that is God's way. He did it to his own son. He gave him away. For God so loved the world you and I, us, humanity, that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Will you respond to the call of God to be with Him and to be given away in Jesus' name?